this bulletin, a new service to help combat the spread of misinformation on the voice to parliament referendum. Sexual assault allegations leave a senator feeling shattered. And in sport, Australian Olympian Sir James Hardy dies aged 90. A fact-checking service has been launched ahead of the referendum on the voice to parliament to help journalists combat the spread of misinformation. Online Verification Newsroom Crosscheck is a collaboration between RMIT, Fact Lab, SBS and National Indigenous Broadcaster NITV. Crosscheck will enable the public to report dubious or potentially misleading information in the lead-up to the referendum. Crosscheck Director and RMIT Principal Research Fellow Dr. Anne Kruger says the service will aim to maintain integrity of information in what she says is a time when information flows are increasingly vulnerable to manipulation. She says it's important to ensure the media play a role in keeping the public informed and are not targeted by false and misleading information. Reconciliation Advocate Senate Reconciliation Advocate Senator Pat Dodson has urged critics to support the Indigenous Voice to Parliament, saying the referendum will acknowledge injustices. The WA Labour Senator, who is currently on medical leave and unable to attend Parliament to debate the Voice referendum, sent a message that was read in the Senate by Foreign Minister Penny Wong. In the message, Senator Dodson said the voice is a historic opportunity for change and that it will face up to what he says is Australia's legacy of colonisation and assimilation. Parliament is debating the final form of Indigenous Voice Referendum. The Indigenous Voice Referendum will take, as well as the proposed constitutional change. A vote in the Senate is due to be held next week. In the meantime, Indigenous Senator Lydia Thorpe has again strongly opposed the upcoming voice referendum, telling Parliament the proposed body would be what she calls window dressing. As the Upper House continued debate on the Indigenous voice, the Independent Senator says the voice would not adequately address issues affecting Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islanders. She's instead urged the government to implement a treaty. The voice they have promised will give First Nations a say, but the truth is it is just constitutional recognition with a powerless advisory body as window dressing. This referendum has already given space to and elevated some of the most vile racism this country has ever seen, and that's saying something. Parliament is due to vote on the voice referendum early next week. New data released by the Productivity Commission has revealed only four of the 19 Closing the Gap targets are on track and life outcomes for Indigenous people are continuing to worsen. The review found suicide remains the leading cause of death for Indigenous youth aged between 15 and 19. It suggests targets to reduce the rate of incarceration for Indigenous adults are not on track. And the proportion of First Nations youth in remote communities who have a job a traineeship or study has fallen below a third. Author and historian Dr Jackie Huggins says the solution begins with listening. I think the mechanism will be through the voice to get a structure up in place and to be able to um, not only listen but start implementing 
Um, all those reports that have uh, not seen the light of day, um, reports like bringing them home, uh, we would not be in the situation that we find ourselves today had those reports been implemented. Opposition leader Peter Dutton has expelled Senator David Van from the Liberal Party room following further allegations of inappropriate conduct. It comes as Senator Van faces sexual assault allegations made by independent Senator Lydia Thorpe in Parliament and former Liberal Senator Amanda Stoker. Ms. Thorpe used parliamentary privilege to accuse Senator Van of harassment and sexual assault, after which Ms. Stoker accused Senator Van of inappropriately touching her at an event in 2020. Senator Van has denied both Senator Thorpe and Ms. Stoker's claims. Mr. Dutton told Nine News he raised another allegation with Senator Van, which resulted in his decision to expel the senator from the opposition party room made the decision. Uh, I believe it's in the best interests of the Liberal Party and uh, uh, that's what I've uh, acted upon and uh, I, I don't want Senator Van sitting in our party room. I've made that clear and I think, uh, you know, to be, to be frank and to be fair, I think uh, the Prime Minister would have made uh, the same decision in relation to uh, somebody from his own side. Uh, this is an issue uh, in any workplace and I think any boss would uh, be remiss not to act on suggestions. It's unacceptable behaviour. Mr. Dutton says he will not comment on the specifics of the further allegations. Prime Minister Anthony Albanese has announced a new community energy upgrade upgrades fund at the Australian Council of Local Government. Held at the National Convention Centre in Canberra, this is the federal government's first fifth ACLG. The ACLG was first established as a formal meeting between senior leaders of local government and the Australian government in 2008. Mr Albanese says creating this fund highlights the importance of local government support in building a sustainable and clean energy future. Today I'm very pleased to announce that our government is creating a new Community Energy Upgrades Fund. We're putting forward $100 million to fund energy efficiency projects with local government. This will enable high-impact energy upgrades to pool heating systems, lighting for sports grounds and courts, new storage technology at community centres and libraries, projects that will reduce Australia's emissions and cut your power bills. The head of the United Nations Atomic Energy Agency has visited the Russian-controlled Zaporizhia nuclear power plant in Ukraine and says it is unrealistic to expect the two sides to sign a document on the site's security as fighting continues. Rafael Grossi, chief of the International Atomic Energy Agency, was inspecting the state of the nuclear power plant following last week's devastating breach in the Kharkovka Dam downstream on the Dnipro River. The plant uses a cooling pond to keep its six reactors from potentially disastrous overheating. The Kakovka reservoir was normally used to refill the pond but cannot do so now because of its falling water level following the bridge. Mr. Grossi says it's something they will be monitoring very closely. One of the most uh, serious consequences of the destruction of the Nova Karkova Dam has been the uh, decrease in the level of waters which, are, which is needed to cool the nuclear power plant behind me. And then behind me, what you can see is the cooling pond. Uh, essential for the safety of this plant is that the water that you see behind me stays at that level. There is evaporation, there can be some leak, but it has to be maintained at that level. 
Cyclone Biparjo has made landfall in India, bringing strong winds, heavy rain and high tides to lash India's Gujarat coast. Authorities relocated more than 180,000 people to safety along the coast and in neighbouring Pakistan ahead of the storm's arrival. Officials said deserted coastal towns were battered as power went out after electricity poles fell and some trees were uprooted by gusty winds. The Director General at the India Meteorological Department, Mrutujai Mohapatra, says turbulent weather is expected to continue until midnight. Heavy rainfall is continuing, it will continue, and heavy to extremely heavy rainfall is expected. Tidal wave of 2 to 3 meters will inundate the low-lying areas of these districts surrounding Gulf of Guts. So up to midnight, the landfall process will continue and hence it is the most dangerous part of the cyclone. Back home, the New, Th- the New South Wales Bureau of Crime Statistics and Research reports that motor vehicle theft in the state is at its highest point in six years. The Bureau attributes it to what it calls a post-COVID-19 crime bounce back. It also blames the promotion of theft over social media platforms such as TikTok. As with many other property crimes, vehicle theft has fallen dramatically over the past two decades and reached a historic low in September 2021 following two COVID-19 lockdowns. It has steadily increased since then and the number of vehicles stolen in New South Wales was higher in March this year than in any month since January 2017. The Bureau says this represents an increase of more than 20% over the previous two years. The report also pointed out that the increase has been unusually large in parts of regional New South Wales. And in sport, Triple America's Cup skipper and duo Australian Olympian Sir James Hardy has died aged 90. The well-known yachtsman, Vintner and community leader reportedly died peacefully in Adelaide yesterday. A member of the America's Cup Hall of Fame, Hardy, helped set the tone for Australia's momentous and nation-building victory in the famous race. He skippered Australia's America Cup challenges in 1970, 1974 and 1980 and was a key advisor for the iconic Australia 2 crew, which in 1983 ended the 132-year U.S. dominance of the race. Hardy was made an OBE in 1975 and knighted by Queen Elizabeth II in 1981 for services to yachting and the community. And now having a look at the weather around the country this Friday. Broome, sunny, 30 degrees. Perth, showers 19. Adelaide, sunny 19. Melbourne, mostly sunny 17. Hobart, similar conditions, 18 degrees. Albury-Wodonga, mostly sunny 14. Canberra, partly cloudy 15. Wollongong, sunny 19. Sydney, sunny as well and the top of 19. Newcastle, much the same, 20 degrees. Brisbane, sunny 22. Townsville, partly cloudy 26. Cairns, a shower of 228. Alice Springs, sunny 23, Darwin, mostly sunny and 32 degrees, and the Torres Strait Islands, partly cloudy there ahead and the top of 29 degrees. And that is NITV Radio News.